Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, August 11th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The U.S. and Iran have struck a deal to move American prisoners to house arrest. And U.S. inflation is up just a smidge, but overall, things look good. Plus, Mexico's military is becoming more and more influential in the country. So they've got this enormous kind of empire that's growing almost by the month and controlling more and more money. I'm Sonia Hudson, in for Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Iran has transferred five U.S. citizens from a notorious prison to house arrest. This is the first step in a deal that Washington hopes will end with the prisoners returning home. In exchange, the U.S. would release $6 billion in Iranian oil revenue. It's currently frozen in South Korea. This breakthrough could help mend the relationship between the U.S. and Iran. It's been strained ever since former President Donald Trump pulled out of the nuclear accord. Talks to revive the deal started up again this year, and diplomats are hopeful this latest development will create momentum in those talks. U.S. inflation went up slightly last month. Government data that came out yesterday showed prices rose by 3.2 percent in July. That's up from 3 percent in June. I'm joined now by the FT's Kate Duguid. She covers U.S. capital markets. Hi, Kate. Hi. So inflation was falling, and now it's back up a little bit. Uh, What happened? The most important thing to take away from this inflation report is that it was really good, right? It showed a lot of progress on inflation in the U.S., despite this slight tick up in the headline number. There is the headline annual inflation number, which is like what we all pay attention to when you say 3.2%. That's that number. There's also the month-over-month increase. Um, And then there's what we call core inflation, which strips out energy, food, some of the more volatile segments of the market. And in every category, except for that headline inflation number, we basically saw progress. What do you think this means for the Federal Reserve's next interest rate decision? So what we've seen is investors think that this will put the Fed on pause for September. They think that the Fed will not increase interest rates. This suggests that the Fed's increases, the Fed's, you know, year and a half of really aggressive interest rate increases, that that has been successful at slowing down inflation. You know, it does mean that the Fed is probably not likely to cut interest rates anytime soon, right? There's still a lot of work to be done on inflation, but they may not need to continue raising interest rates. So we talked a little bit about investors' expectations. How did we see that show up in the market? How are markets reacting to this news? Markets were ebullient, right? Investors really, really, really liked this inflation report. So we did see investors in the futures market take off, um, or they added to bets that the Fed would be on hold in September. Kate Duguid is a U.S. capital markets correspondent for the FT. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. (laughs) 
Mexico has been really bulking up its armed forces. Military spending has steadily increased under President Andres Manuel López Obrador, and it's transformed the feel of the country and Mexico's economy. Here to talk about it, I have the FT's Latin America editor, Michael Stott. Hi, Michael. Hi, Sonia. Why has AMLO, the president, focused so much on the military? Well, it's it's interesting. He was not historically someone who was fond of the military. He's a leftist, and he at one point even talked about abolishing the army. But when he got into power, he realized that the army could be very useful in getting his priority projects built quickly with uh, minimal fuss and also cutting through a lot of the uh, legislative and environmental and budgetary restrictions that normally surround government projects. So the military have become a kind of go-to force for AMLO. How does the public feel about this? Well, there's a lot of Mexicans are concerned about this because this is a country whose military in recent history has been small, quite modest, has stayed out of politics. It didn't stage coups in the 1970s and 1980s when we had military regimes in Brazil, Argentina, and Chile. So there's a lot of concern now about the military becoming very powerful. And they're even, for example, running the National Customs Service. They're running a string of airports. They're going to run train lines, hotels, nature reserves. So they've got this enormous kind of empire that's growing almost by the month and controlling more and more money. And of course, with that comes the concern that there's a potential for corruption. And there's also very little transparency because military budgets are secret. There's there's a lot of concern about this in Mexico. Michael, I also understand from reading the story that you wrote about this that there is a lot of concern over increased violence because of this stronger military in Mexico, right? Yeah, so Mexico is already a very violent country. Under AMLO, the amount of violence has increased still further, and his time in power has been the bloodiest term of any president in in modern Mexican history. Around 200,000 people have either been murdered or disappeared in his first five years in power, which is an astonishing figure for a country with a population of 130 million. And what he's done is he's put the army in charge of a new National Guard force. So he abolished the federal police. He said that the uh, National Guard would be more effective. And that's led to a lot of concern because the army have not got a great record on human rights. Uh, And so far, of course, the violence is, is really still running at very high levels indeed. So politically speaking, how is this shaking out for AMLO, who I should mention will reach his term limit next year and have to leave office at that time? Well, the army is a popular institution in Mexico. It's very active after natural disasters, helping the population. So its image is is a fairly positive one, and it hasn't had this history of coups. So most Mexicans are proud of the military. But what's happened is now there's a lot more concern among the political class, among the opposition, among human rights activists, NGOs, that the military is growing too powerful and that it may be very difficult after López Obrador leaves office to roll back this increased power that the military's got, particularly the economic power, because once generals and admirals get their hands on big budgets and lots of money, then it becomes much more difficult to prize that away from them. Michael Stott is the FT's Latin America editor. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Before we go, our FT Weekend Festival is back on Saturday, September 2nd in London. 
Speakers include Michael Gove, Jesse Armstrong, Rachel Reeves, and many others. As a briefing listener, you can claim a special discount. We've got that promo code in our show notes. The FT News Briefing is produced by Mark Filipino, Fiona Simon, and me, Sonia Hudson. Our engineer is Monica Lopez. We had help this week from Josh Gabbert-Doyon, Monique Malima, David De Silva, Michael Lello, Peter Barber, and Gavin Kalman. Our executive producer is Topher Forges. Cheryl Brumley is the FT's global head of audio, and our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.